Huddling up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. Stone Memorial scores a huge road win. Opperman rallies past Walker Valley, while Clay County still has an undefeated regular season in sight. From UCSportsNation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland plays the top prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Fall is definitely in the air, and soon high school playoff football is going to be in the air. We have just concluded week 10. We've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, game results, of course, from week 10. Previews of week 11. We'll start talking a little bit about the playoff races that are coming up. So a jam-packed show today coming to you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. This is the high school playbook. And before we get started this morning, let's run down some scores from Friday night. Actually, we're going to start on Thursday night as Livingston Academy in their home finale for the 2021 season. Tough night for them against a very good Watertown defense. Watertown allowing only 62 yards and winning at 37 to nothing as the Purple Tigers improved to 6-3 and three on the season. Clay County, they stay undefeated and pitch yet another shutout last night. 40 to nothing, the final score at York Institute. Always tough to play at York. But Clay County able to go up there and get the big shutout last night. Nate Adams, 9 of 17 for 151 yards and a couple of scores. Joseph Markham had 107 yards rushing on just five carries with a touchdown. What a shootout in Cookville last night. They were tied at 29 apiece at the half, but Blackman scores 20 points in the second half to win the shootout, 49-36 over Cookville. We'll speak with Coach Jimmy Maynard coming up here in just a few moments. Cookville, 367 yards rushing on 55 carries last night. Quarterback Jack Reisner for Blackman, 437 yards passing, five touchdowns on the game. Cumberland County had to rally past Jackson County, 20-16. Jackson County had a 10-0 lead at the half last night, but Cumberland County would rally to improve their record to 5-4 overall on the season. Good Pasture plays spoiler in Smithville for DeKalb County's senior night. It was Good Pasture 21, DeKalb County 13. Good Pasture led that game 7-0 at the half. Still a good night for Isaac Knowles for DeKalb County. He had 107 yards rushing. 147 yards receiving in the loss. Tough night for Monterey. They lose their second in a row as they travel down and lose to Bledsoe, 28-21 to the final score. Monterey again, two straight losses as they get set for Wartburg in Week 11. Stone Memorial, another shootout last night, and what a big win for Coach Noah Rapaski's squad as they go up and take on Kingston last night. Kingston ranked seventh in the state, in Class 3A, Stone gets the 34-33 win, rallying from a 20-14 deficit at the half. Also rallying from a deficit last night, Upperman. They trailed 14-0 at the half at home against Walker Valley, but the Bees rally with 28 unanswered to win it 28-14. Ty Dutchess gets a buck 17 passing with two touchdowns. He'd add another 113 on the ground with two more touchdowns. A big night for Dutchess. How about Terrence Deadman? With a big night on defense, six and a half total tackles, two sacks, and two tackles for loss. 
Franklin County over Warren County, 24-17. Nate Elrod had 112 yards rushing and a touchdown in the loss for the Pioneers. And White County gets a win on the road in region play, 34-9 over Hunter's Lane. Other area games of interest. Somewhat of an upset last night with Smith County going over to Lafayette and pulling out a 20-14 victory over the Tigers and a big win for Gordonsville over Red Boiling Springs 50-15 as Gordonsville gets ready for a huge showdown with Clay County coming up in week 11. Right now we're going to talk some Cookville Cavalier football, though. Coach Jimmy Maynard is here at Chick-fil-A with us this morning. Coach, looking at that score, 49-36, quite the shootout last night uh, with a good high-powered Blackman offense. Coach, what about that offense uh, was really difficult to contend with last night? Well, first of all, they got a lot of outstanding athletes, uh, you know, a lot of skilled players that can really run. Their quarterbacks, they play two quarterbacks, uh, uh, and and they go really fast. You know, they, they snap the ball really quickly, and you got to get lined up, and uh, you know, if you look at their scores all year long, they've scored a ton of points against a lot of a lot of good football teams. I know they scored 36 against Oakland, which tells you something in itself. So, you know, our guys played hard. We, you know, we 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 tried to match them offensively. They they were fast paced, and we tried to slow it down and 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 <laughs> and run the football. And we had a lot of success running the football, and you know, had a tie game at halftime. And unfortunately, we lost our quarterback at the end of the first quarter. So we played. Uh, you know, we played three quarters with a, a freshman quarterback that had not taken one varsity snap and had to use some of our Wildcat package, which we, we use occasionally, but we don't have, you know, we weren't prepared to have to use it the whole game. But uh, credit to our guys. Our guys played hard. We have we gave ourselves a chance. You know, we, we actually the score should have been a little closer than it was. We got down to the, about the one-foot line and on fourth down and didn't, didn't punch it in. And then we had a good drive going right after the half. And, and and got a penalty and and then a fumble but you know our guys played hard we gave ourselves a chance to win and uh you know that's all you can ask against a, a you know a very talented uh athletic blackman team coach when you have to put a freshman in like that that's never taken a varsity snap it, does he kind of have that deer in a headlight look does he you know is it something that he's got to kind of get in there and get comfortable that would be normal for any freshman, but uh, I told our coaches last night, uh, uh, Blake Owen, we put him in the game, and let me tell you something, he didn't flinch. He, 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 he's like he'd been there all year long. Wow. You know, he's he's been with us in practice after his freshman season was over. He's been in practice watching and, 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 and getting some work done, but as far as taking snaps for the varsity first group, he's never done that, and, but the kid walked in there in a, in a tough situation, and and um, you think he'd been doing it all year long, which is very uncharacteristic of any freshman. I, I can remember when I was a freshman, I, I would have been in the, like you said, the deer in the headlight to going <laughs> to going against a team like Blackman. You know, a very talented uh, football team. But uh, uh, you know, give him credit, he, he did that. And, and you know, our other guys stepped it up. I mean, we you know we ran our Wildcat package. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, Jaden Baker stepped in there and played quarterback in our Wildcat package and had some big runs for us and, and ran our offense pretty good at times. And obviously when you rush for that many yards, your backs are running hard. And we had, you know, several of them running hard. And, and the offensive line has to do a good job. But, you know, again, hats off to our kids. They, I know it was a loss, but, you know, um, this team has the capabilities of really blowing you out of the out of the ballpark if you let them. But our kids kept playing and kept fighting until the very end of the game. 
I know you mentioned you wanted to run the ball, and that slows down the tempo of the game. You hope so and give your defense some rest. But when you're looking at a team like Blackman that does, they like to go as fast as they possibly can. How difficult is it to game plan for that? Well, it is because if if you don't do that, you know it's hard to simulate that in practice. You just you just can't really do it, you know. And we tried to, you know, we, you know, we would we would run a play and then we'd make a call. We didn't have a another another team going, and sometimes we'd have two huddles going, you know, where we could try to go as fast as you can. But it is it, it is hard, and and you know, with with all their different sets and and let me tell you something, they do a lot of different things on offense. They're <laughs> A lot of different things. You know, after extra points, they've got about what we call muddle huddles. They've got about five or six different ones that they line up in and go for two. Uh, so it's, it's a tough week of preparation, uh, no doubt. But, you know, again, uh, you know, we, we I thought our kids tried to play hard. Uh, and, and for the most part, I thought we did. We're talking with Cookville head football coach Jimmy Maynard here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, it was the last home game of the regular season for you last night, senior night. And uh, what makes your group of seniors this year so very special? Well, you know, I think, as I've said in most of the interviews throughout the season, you know, when you're 1-8, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, find a lot of positives from that. But the, I guess the, the thing I would take away from it is, you know, it's difficult to practice it's difficult to play uh you know the morale gets down when you're when you're having a losing season and and i can tell you this is 42 years and i've never been in this situation before and it's it's difficult for everybody but our kids have kept playing that that's the thing that i take from it they have come out every week and they've practiced hard they've played hard uh you know and and that's hard to do i mean you know as i've said before football is a grind but it's it you know practice is not easy and uh but these kids have stuck together. They 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 keep playing, uh, and and our coaches are coaching as hard as they would coach if we were eight and one. And and the kids are playing as hard as if we were eight and one. And and that's just uh, you know I'm proud of them for that. And uh, that just that, that speaks volumes. You mentioned you know the team and the morales has stayed good despite all. One and eight, it's so shocking to see when you think. But when you go back and you take a look, Coach, I know you and I have talked about a bounce here, a play there. You know, last night uh, you, it looks like you get in on a third down play and you have a touchdown, don't get ruled in, and then you have to come back and get stopped on fourth down. You said you've never seen anything like it. I mean, how frustrating is that really? Well, it, it really is. It's kind of like we just, you know, snake bit. You know, we just, you know, we keep waiting for the things to bounce our way just a little bit. But. You know, uh, and if you look at scores and you look at the teams that have records like we do, uh, they're getting blown out of the ballpark. I mean, right. And, and, and we're not. And our kids are right there playing hard. And, and we've had chances and gosh, probably four or five games. I mean, we could easily be four and four right now uh, with some of our scores. And, and uh, you know, Coffee County is a game, you know, last week that we played and you know, people think, well, Coffee County's not a very good football team, but look at them. They went last night down and, and, and played Rockvale, which mm-hmm. is in the Murfreesboro region, and, and, and won that game. So they do have a good football team, and we've been beaten by good football teams. And that's, you know, our schedule's tough. You know, when you look at it, uh, it it's not like we've we've had many gimme, gimme teams on our schedule. And uh, uh, so, you know, it, it's hard, but, heck, you know, we, we're hanging in there, and we're still playing, and, and, and we're in the game, so we'll see what happens this week. You mentioned about that Coffee County team going down to Rockvale, and I, I know a lot of folks always, and rightfully so, the Murfreesboro regions are great, and a lot of great teams, Oakland, I, they may be head shoulders above anybody else in the state the way they played this year, but 
your region is no slouch, and you've played in against both levels of competition. Kind of compare that, if you would, the, the what you've seen from the Rutherford County region to where you're at now. Well, I, I don't. I, I think if you look, you know, we're we're obviously we lost a lot of players, and and talent wise, we're not as good as we've been in in, in, in previous years. And but I, I think, uh, you know, the the Rutherford County region, I think, you know, athletically. I think that doesn't compare to this region. We, we, I mean, we got good football players in this region, but that, that region has got a lot of athletes, maybe more athletic. And, but our, our region is, is, I think it's a good region. You know, you know, uh, Lebanon has had, had a great year. Uh, uh, again, uh, you know, and, and so, it, you know, Shevelville's record is not good, but they played a really killer schedule. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and of course we'll face them this week. I haven't seen them on film or anything, but, I know they have a lot of athletes. They always do. And then, you know, Coffee County, I mean, they, you got to give them credit. They've done a tremendous job of, of building that program the last three years. And um, so, you know, I don't know. It's hard to compare. I guess we'll find out in the playoff start because we're going to go head-to-head and, <laughs> right. and, and find out, you know, here in, uh, in about another week. So we'll know. You mentioned Shelbyville and said you hadn't seen much of film yet. But from your own team, what do you expect from them this week in practice and preparation for the final game of the regular season? Well, obviously, it's going to be a different week because losing our quarterback, uh, we're going to have to try to, you know, <laughs> figure out offensively what we want to try to do, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and try to piece that together a little bit. So, you know, from that perspective, it's going to be different because, you know, you're going into games and you tweak your offense, but you do what you do and what you've done all year. and. And we'll have to stay close to that, but with different people and different personnel. You know, we had a couple of linemen out last night, and, and you know, we're having, we got some injuries and some people, so we're having to piece things together. But, you know, I, we'll, we'll look at it and see uh, what we need to do and try to prepare the very best we can and, and uh, uh, you know, see what happens. But I know, you know, our coaches are working as we speak, and, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Well, Coach, anybody that knows you, has followed your career, uh, knows, you know, you never stop working. And I know it's been kind of one of those seasons that makes you scratch your head, but uh, no brighter days are ahead for Cookville football. We wish you the best of luck next Friday night and on down the road. Hey, thanks so much. Coach Jimmy Maynard, our guest this morning here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Where the coaches hold their pre- and post-game meetings. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Most teams in the upper conflict were in action last night. But it was for the most part a non-region week with most teams stepping outside of region to play what I would call tune-up games as they get prepared for week 11 and a lot of big games coming up. No game in the upper Cumberland may be bigger than Gordonsville and Clay County coming up next week. The two will square off for the Region 4-1A championship. The Gordonsville Tigers come in with one loss on the season and a big win over Red Boiling Springs last night. Clay County, meanwhile, a perfect 9-0 this season after a big win 40 to nothing in Jamestown over York Institute last night. Coach Jake Johnson joining us via telephone to talk about those Clay County Bulldogs. Coach, how proud of your team are you after being able to get a big shutout win at a tough place like York? Uh, you know, definitely. Uh, surprised by the final score. You know, I obviously watched the film and preparing uh, for this team. And, uh, it was just 13 to nothing at halftime, so definitely a second-half kind of resurgence for guys. But, you know, absolutely proud uh, of that final score. 
Coach, when you see a big goose egg on the scoreboard on the opposite side, I always like to talk about defense. And uh, what uh, what really stood out about your team's defensive performance last night? A uh, whole lot of bodies throwing up the football, uh, which is pretty typical of our guys. They do a great job at that. Uh, you know, I I think honestly we held them to under a hundred yards of offense. Uh, so anytime you can do that, I mean that's a phenomenal job. It takes more than one person for sure. Your quarterback last night, Nate Adams, I have him at 9 of 17 for 151 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, speak on his performance a little bit about last night, but, Coach, what's made him really special throughout the course of the regular season, especially in a season where you're sitting at 9-0 and right now? Well, he's kind of the, the magic man. Uh, we kind of call him that. We, we really call him Cowboy Nate because uh, <laughs> he's, he's up running and gunning. Uh, you know, he, he's really good at extending plays. He's good at when the pocket breaks down, you know, getting out and uh, keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, does a great job of that. I mean, he, he gets no pressure. He never seems like he's under duress and pretty uncommon for a freshman. You got a running back last night that had 107 yards on just five rushes. We're talking about Joseph Markham. He got a touchdown for you last night, and those are pretty head-spinning numbers. What made his performance special last night? Uh, honestly, you know, Joseph came out from the very first kickoff. Uh, it was just playing great. Uh, up ends a kid and plants him, you know, on the on the first kickoff, and he never let up. Uh, had a fantastic game. Uh, yeah, well, it, uh, the, the average uh, for carry helps when you know you've got a got an eighty-four yard run in that. He, you know, on that run, I mean, just cuts back against the grain, stiff arms a kid, runs two tackles, and you know gets gets shoelaced essentially at the at the one yard line. But uh, you know, he had several catches also. Had a great job. Uh, punting uh, several tackles on defense. Probably his, his best overall performance of this year. Coach, when you look at 9-0, and a lot of coaches will say it takes a little of this, a bounce here and there, a little bit of luck and all that. What do you really think has been the key to you reaching 9-0 and at this point in the season? Well, I mean, you're right. Uh, you know, sometimes it is a good bounce of the ball. Uh, you know, we, we've had a close game or two here and there that, you know, we've had to persevere and come through. But, you know, the, just the work ethic and the focus of these guys is really what's, what's the difference. You played some teams up in classification throughout the season. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Gordonsville game coming up. But how has that prepared you, do you think, for a big game like next week? And in addition to that, a, a postseason run, do you feel like your schedule that you played is really going to benefit that? Uh, you know, and that's that's how we designed it. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. You know, it was kind of the formula going with there. But uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, well, the thing about it too is, you know, when you're you're one of the smallest schools in the state, you know, every other small school around you, you, know, <laughs> you got to play them. You know, they're right. in the region, so. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's play up or drive, and you know we've done both. Yet we've got a couple of three A four A teams we played this year, and you know I had to make the long road trip to Cornersville. You know, it's a top ten team there in the West bracket. 
Coming up on Friday night, Clay County will be taking on Gordonsville for the Region 4-1A Championship. Coach, you know strangers to one another. What is it about the Gordonsville Tigers that uh, when you see them on film really grabs your attention? Uh, I mean, honestly, they they have completely evolved in the things that they do. And, uh, you know, they're throwing the ball over the yard. And, you know, that's usually not a typical thing in a Gornsville team. You know, usually they're the ground and pound. And, but it, it just seems like they're scoring at will. Uh, they're so hard to defend. Playing at Gordonsville, another element because they usually bring out a, a big home crowd. Is that something that you you got to kind of prepare your players for, especially mentally, to be prepared for that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's going to be loud. It's going to be noisy. It's going to be intense. You know, uh, <laughs> if you're familiar with uh, with Gordonsville, I mean, there's there's people stomping the bleachers so loud uh, that they can be a factor. I mean, it's it, it's a fantastic atmosphere for football, but, I mean, it's something, if you've not been there before, uh, you know, with the player experience, that is something you'll, <laughs> they will give you problems. But, you know, luckily uh, these kids have been there, done that. You know, we had to go there twice last year, so they, they know. Coach Jake Johnson, our guest here on the High School Playbook, Presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, I'll, I'll ask you before we wrap up this morning about the upcoming week of preparation. How fired up already have your players been for this matchup? And how intense do you expect practice to be preparing for this game? Oh, they're definitely going to be fired up because you know, this is something I've tried to quietly talk about for several weeks. Uh, but, uh, you know, just trying to focus on trying to keep winning games and preparing for everybody else along the way. But, you know, they've been trying to trying to watch Gordonsville for long. They've been trying to talk about Gordonsville for long. They've been trying to talk about, you know, how, how they feel like we can defend them or we can score. Or, uh, but, I mean, it's it's definitely been harder trying to get them to focus on another opponent than it has been, you know, trying to for this one i'm sure they're going to be ready coach i know you're going to be ready and uh gordon's will be ready and fired up and i think it's going to be a huge huge game and i expect a lot of fans to be there clay county at gordsville next friday night we've been talking to clay county coach jake johnson coach as always it's great to talk to you good luck on friday night hey, thank you appreciate it gordsville won this matchup last year which was also to determine the region 4-1a championship 21 14 was the final score. Gordsville has won back to back games over Clay County. And if you go back a few years, Gordsville has uh, had the big upper hand in this series. They've won 16 of the last 17 meetings against the Clay County Bulldogs. It'll be Coach Jake Johnson and his team trying to reverse fortune next week. Huge game. Gordsville and Clay County for the Region 4 1A Championship. We will take a look at the playoff race entering week 11 when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville. As the Purple Tigers held Livingston to 62 yards total offense, Watertown improves to 6-3 and three as they get ready for a big week 11 matchup with Trousdale County. Clay County, they stay undefeated, 9-0 on the season. They blank York Institute in Jamestown, 40 to nothing. The final score on Friday night is Nate Adams passes for 151 yards and a couple of scores. Blackman in a shootout over Cookville, 
49-36 in a game that was tied 29-29 at the half. Blackman pulls away with 437 passing yards and five touchdowns by Jack Reisner and a total 518 passing yards which set a new school record for Blackman. Cumberland County rallies past Jackson County 20-16, the final score last night. Jackson County led 10-0 at the half. Cumberland County would rally with a 20-6 advantage in half number two. Good pasture, spoiling senior night in Smithville, 21-13. They beat DeKalb County last night as the Tigers now have suffered two consecutive losses. Big night still for Isaac Knowles with 254 yards of total offense and a touchdown. Bledsoe County over Monterey, 28-21. First time this season that Monterey has lost back-to-back football games. Stone Memorial rallied past number seven Kingston last night, 34-33. Kingston ranked number seven in the state in the 3A classification. Also last night, it was Opperman. They battled back from a 14-0 halftime deficit and knocked off Walker Valley 28-14. It's tied Duchess a big night with 230 yards of total offense and four touchdowns in that game. Franklin County beats Warren County 24-17. Quarterback Nate Elrod would finish the night with 112 yards rushing on 13 carries and a touchdown. Tough night passing, though, for Elrod, 26 yards passing and had two interceptions. White County with a 34-9 win on the road at Hunter's Lane. We'll speak with Coach Mark Frazier via via telephone coming up in just a few moments and other games of interest in the area it was smith county upsetting macon county and lafayette last night 20 to 14 smith county's been playing some outstanding football of late then it was also the gordonsville tigers a big win in region 4-1a over red boiling springs 50 to 15 as we start breaking down some of the region playoff pictures for you well region 4-1a is pretty much set for the four teams Clay County Gordonsville winner is going to be seat number one. The loser of that game will be number two. Both teams will have a home playoff game in round one of the state playoffs. Joe Burns is number three, and Red Boiling Springs is number four out of Region 4-1A. Out of Region 2-2A, which involves Monterey and York Institute, as of right now, Oneida is leading the region. Monterey and Rockwood are tied for second at two and one. York Institute at one and two. Now, if uh, everybody ends up three and one, Oneida, Monterey, and Rockwood, they would go to best head-to-head record, and that would uh, be Monterey. Excuse me, Oneida would be the number one team. Now, we're Monterey to lose. Rockwood could still finish one in the final region race, but uh, as of right now, Oneida sitting in the driver's seat. York Institute at this moment locked in as the number four seed. Out of Region 5-3A, Jackson County's in the playoffs. They could finish with the number three seed with a win over Stratford next week. Smith County and East Nashville will tangle for the Region 5-3A championship in Week 11. In Region 4-4A, Upperman is your region champion as they are 4-0 in region play and will play Livingston Academy next week. Macon County is number two. DeKalb County and Stone Memorial will play in Week 11. The winner of that game claims the number three seed. The loser of that game will be number four. In Region 5-5A, the only team in the Upper Cumberland participating is White County. White County, despite getting their first win in region play last night, 1-5 in the region, and they are eliminated from the region race. Green Hill, with their win over Station Camp last night, claimed the Region 5-5A championship. 
And in Region 3-6A, as we spoke to Coach Jimmy Vaynard a little while ago, Cookville is eliminated with an 0-3 region record. They will wrap up region play against Shelbyville on Thursday night. Lebanon is the region champion out of 3-6A. Shelbyville, Coffee County, and Warren County also in the playoff race. Warren County, in fact, has solidified the number four seed out of Region 36A. So still quite a bit to be determined in Week 11, but the picture is becoming much more clear. And later on, we'll talk about the matchups coming up in Week 11 and their significance to the playoff race. Right now, we're wanting to talk a little Region football out of Region 5-5A, where the White County Warriors went on the road last night, got a big win down in Metro Nashville, 34-9 over Hunter's Lane. Coach Mark Frazier joining us via telephone this morning. Coach Frazier, how good did it feel getting that big road win in region play last night? We kind of got the monkey off our back. You know, we we hadn't, we don't have a, we did not have a region win until that game. Had several near misses, and, you know, we, we couldn't find a way to, to win a close game. Um, so it was nice to go in and get a region win and not have to struggle for it at the end and, you know, put a team away early in the third quarter and, and uh, so the kids are excited, and uh, you know it's just fun to win. So you know that it was a good trip back. Coach, as you mentioned, a lot of close calls this year, near misses, some really competitive ball games, some really high scoring ball games. From the players' perspective, just being that close at times and yet coming up short, has it been a bit frustrating for them throughout the season? Well, I think that's. Probably, if you wanted to describe a word for this season, the frustrating would be the word. Um, you know, we came into the season and we're picked to not win a game in the region, and we're picked to go one and nine and two and eight. And and you know, I know our kids and I know our coaches felt like we were better than that. They gave us something to, you know, to, to get you motivated, and, and then to try to go out and do it. It comes so close. You know, um, I feel like two games with Station Camp and Wilson Central. You know, we're ahead with. Three, four minutes to go. We're ahead of Hillsborough, or with a chance to go ahead of Hillsborough midway. You know, actually going in the fourth quarter, we're down three. Uh, I mean, it's just you know, um, even Mount Juliet with a with a stop, uh, we get one stop with six minutes to go, and, and you know we have a legit shot to win that game. So, and we couldn't pull any of those off. So frustrating was the word. We just couldn't get over the hump. So it was nice for those kids to finally see and taste what victory feels like in a region game. So it, it was fun for us. I want to come back to the game and talk a little more detail about how it unfolded last night, but one other follow-up question. When you look at Region 5-5A this year, uh, and I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this before we come on the air here. Going back at the start of the season, I think Hillsboro might have been a pick to win the region. Green Hill is only in their second year, and look what they've accomplished winning the region this year. Station Camp, I don't think anyone saw that coming. We expected Mount Juliet to be pretty good. Coach, it looks to me like... uh, Top to bottom, for the most part, this is a really tough region, and you've got three teams in there that have been ranked in the top ten. What's your overall thoughts of how good this region is, and do you see uh, any one of these teams making a serious run in Class 5A this year? Well, you know, that's one thing. I do feel like top to bottom we've got one of the better regions in the state just based off scores. And Obviously, you coach on Friday, so you don't get to see all the teams across the whole state play, but um, – but, yeah, I mean, it, it is a tough region when Hillsborough's, you know, having to win a few games late to get into the playoffs with, with three Division One kids signed on their team. You know you're playing some decent players. And uh, Juliet's got a, got a lot of players. And, uh, you know, Green Hill, 
I think pretty unquestionably the best team in the region now is what they've done, um, and uh, just a solid team throughout. So yeah, it, it's tough uh, every week. Um, like I said, that the teams in Wilson Central Station Camp that we kind of feel like gave games away, I would have loved to sneak in there in that fourth spot, um, and then maybe you get to the other side and see how much better you know maybe maybe you could sneak in and get a few wins if you're playing a region that maybe isn't as strong in the playoffs, but didn't work out that way for us, but but I do think that some of these things um, could surprise some folks in the playoffs and go go a little bit further than people think. So. We're, we're speaking with Coach Mark Frazier of the White County Warriors here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. 34-9, again, the final score, White County over Hunter's Lane last night. Coach, really, what uh, what got your team going from the outset of this game on Friday night? Well, you know, we've struggled defensively for three, four weeks in a row. It's been a really rushed you know, we had some poor tackling and, you know, playing good kids, playing really good athletes. And, you know, sometimes it's easy for a coach to say, hey, we need to tackle better. When a guy's running a 4-5, or five, it's hard to – sometimes it's not as easy uh, to do as we say it is as coaches. So it was nice to see our defense play well last night. We we pretty much came out and dominated from the start. The nine points they got were, um, you know, not, you know, garbage points there. You know, that, that they, they did kick the field goal early when we – Turned another ball over, and they we held them to you know three downs. And they made a field goal, but um, you know, they really didn't score on us. And I, I don't know how many first downs we actually had. So it was it was fun um, for me being a defensive coach to watch that and finally execute. And, and um, front four played great. Linebackers across the board just a very very good defensive performance. And then um, you know ended up getting loose in the, in the third quarter and started to get some points scored and cleaned up some of our. Miscues on offense to finally get to rolling downhill. So it was a fun game and probably, you know, uh, from, you know, start to finish, probably the best game we've played all year if you want to get right down to it. So it was finally good to put it together. It's always fun, it, you know, when your defense goes out and is kind of the catalyst and sets the tone for a football game like yours did last night. Who were some of the top uh, performers offensively for your team last night? Well, you know, really, Trip Pinion at quarterback uh, was the key. We we uh, we had a little trouble running the ball early on, and uh, Trip came out and, and and really did a good job passing. Our receivers did a good job. Christian Kelso uh, at receiver made several big catches. Uh, Thomas Paul made a big catch, and then Nate Mullins uh, had a touchdown and and a few catches. But probably the the receiver that had the most there, DJ Paul, the senior, he caught a touchdown and about a 50-yard touchdown on another play. So he, he was uh, he was a key to, key to uh, you know, our offense. The second half, we had to throw it, and, and I thought the kids handled that well. We don't do that a lot, so it was, it was kind of neat to see those guys come out and, and uh, when we needed them to, to take over and get us a win. Friday night will be the final home game of the regular season, the final game of the regular season. You have a chance to get to 500 to wrap up for the season. It'll be senior night. How much emotion do you see going into practice this week in preparation for the game against Sequatchie County next Friday night? I think the kids will be – I mean, I think they proved this week that they'll stay focused. Uh, you know, we talked to our seniors this week. Uh, sometimes you have to reassess your goals. Obviously, the reason, you know, getting into the playoffs was our – go to start the year but for them you know if we can get the 500 um as a class you know they would have gone five and five five and four and five and five which you know if people don't know the history of the program that might not sound that great but for what has been happened here in the last 20 25 years that they'll go out of the winning this class in the last 30 40 years so uh you know 
think it's big for them, important for them to get this last win. Important for us as a program to be able to continue uh, into the next season with a winning attitude. So they'll, they'll come out focused, and I think it'll be a you know a, a good week of practice. And I, I hope we come out and can play well that last game. Well, Coach, I expect a fun atmosphere. Certainly the seniors, I think a lot of emotion for them this week. They'll be fired up and ready to go. And uh, it's been a fun season altogether for White County and expect some more great things down the road. Coach Mark Frazier has been our guest this morning on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, thank you for the time this morning. Hey, we appreciate we appreciate you guys covering us. So anytime you need anything, let us know. We're coming to you live this morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Stop on in, say hello, get you a bite to eat. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Livingston Academy head coach Dale Flatt about his team's game against Watertown on Thursday night. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Bobcats to Tigers. They all get along here. Talking prep sports. The high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. It's been an unusually tough season for the Livingston Academy Wildcats this football season. A team that's normally very competitive and challenging for region championships, but uh, it's been a little bit of a change. New head coach this year, only three seniors on the Livingston Academy football team, and one of those injured and has played sparingly thus far this year. Livingston still searching for win number one as they enter week 11 against Upperman. They fall 37 to nothing. Thursday night against Watertown, and uh, on top of all that, Livingston having to play all their home games this year at uh, Tennessee Tech's Tucker Stadium in Cookville. Coach Dale Flatt joining us via telephone this morning. Coach, with it being the last home game on Thursday night, of course it was senior night. What's really special about this small senior group this year? You know, those guys, of course, they, they've been there four years. They, of course, they've just been with me one year. And, uh, I, you know, those guys are, and one of them is hurt. You know, he got hurt uh, back early in the season. So, you know, there's two of them playing. And and, and I think, you know, those, those two, they just give it everything they got every time they go out on the field. And, and they do a, a great job for us. And, and I just think a lot of the, those two, you know, you think about it, uh, you know, whenever they started playing when they was little, uh, whether it was with the Outlaws here or, or you know, with the grade school team and, and then all the way up to, um, you know, four years at, at Livingston. Um, you know, you think about what all they've been through and, and who all was with them when they first started. And, and, and now it's just two of them, you know, and, and one of them hurt. And, and you just think about, you know, they stuck it through all the, all the way through those years. Coach, have those seniors been good leaders for your team this year? And when you talk about how hard they play, I assume they're showing it on the field. But have they provided leadership for this team as well off the field? They have. Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess Xander uh, Cantrell, he's, he's probably more vocal. Uh, you know, he, he addresses the team quite a bit. And, and I think uh, Jaden Lawrence, he, he get, of course, he catches – passes just all over the field, you know, all the time and, and does great on defense and and, and both of those those two are, are two of our best players, you know, and, and I think they lead by example and and you know, they try to get our team fired up and and try to get us going and and I see them a lot of times lining our boys up where they need to be lined up and 
and, and you know, making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, they're just uh, great, two great kids to have around. How emotional is it for seniors to play that final football game? And is it something that maybe they, you know, kind of get more emotional about later on in their lives when they reflect back on their football career? You know, uh, it, I can remember my last game in high school, you know, and, and, and I know it's going to be the same with them. Uh, you don't really think about it until that last game's over. Of course, we play Upperman next week, and, and that will be our last one, but it's it's away. And and when that last game's over, it, it, it kind of hits you right, right at the end, you know, that it's over. And, and it, you know, you, you, think, you don't think about how many years it was that, that you first started and it's just uh it's sometimes it's hard to deal with you know a lot of times and and you think about it i tell our kids all the time you know the things that you do on the field is something that never leaves you i mean you uh you think about it all the time throughout your life and i think about my playing days you know all the time and and you know you think about uh well, like Aiden Coffey, you know, he's, of course, he, he was with us early and then he broke his collarbone and, and he's going to be, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be thinking about the, the times that he didn't get to play in these last few games. And, and of course, Xander and Jaden, you know, I'm, I'm sure after it's over with them, they're going to be, uh, you know, it's going to hit them. And, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of a, a sad time in a way, but then it's a good time that you think about all the all the games you played in and the practices and the the guys in the locker room. I I think I think about more of the guys in the locker room than I, I do the games that we played. So, you know, it, it's just uh, you know, and and you go on through life and and you know you 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 go and you you get a job, you know, later on, and and you're still thinking about the days that you played. And it kind of helps you through life. I mean, it's football is kind of like a uh, a game that uh, that helps you through those struggles in life that you have. Certainly so, and you build relationships that you never lose over the years as uh, you do go out into the adult world and, and get a job. I know that's a bond that lasts forever. We're talking with Livingston Academy head coach Dale Flat on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, going back to Thursday night's game, Watertown, this has been a program that's been notorious for offense the last few years, but the offense struggled early in the year, but they played exceptionally well defensively throughout the season. And I want to get your take on what uh, what that defense looked like and, and what they were able to do to cause you some issues on Thursday night. You know, their their defense is, is really well coached. Uh, I noticed they – uh, and, and you know they have a blitz package that uh, that's unreal. I mean they 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 have linebackers looping around. Uh, sometimes they fire their strong safety. It's uh, you know and, and they they line up in multiple fronts, and it makes it really hard for our kids. Of course, our kids are a young bunch, and, and to see something like that is something that they've never seen before, and, and it's probably good for them to see that. Um, you know, and, and I think they. They really do a good job at the things that they do as far as as far as defense and and covering the run and, and the pass as well. Um, you know, it, it's hard to gain yards against them. 
Coach, you got one game left with Upperman, as you mentioned a few moments ago. Your seniors will be playing their final game. One last chance to uh, get a win in this regular season. What do you expect the mood of the team to be like this upcoming week in practice? You you know they got to be hungry for that win. What do you expect from them? You know, our kids, uh, each week, they, they go out and, and they get ready for the next game. And, and you know, they're working hard. Uh, I, you know, one thing about it, you, you think about a season like this, and it would be very easy uh, just to kind of let it go and, and just kind of, uh, you know, just ease through it and just get on out. But but our kids try hard, and, and that's one thing that keeps me going. I, I, I look at them, and I look at the things that they do, and, and it keeps me going, and I think it, it keeps them going as well. They they, they want to do well, you know, and, and they come up to me all the time and, and they're asking me, did I do this right? Did I do, you know, and, and, and that's a good thing. I want them to ask me that and, and they do. And, and, you know, they, they, they think about the position that they have and, and the role that they play with the team and, and they, they really, uh, you know, it's important to them and, and that's, that's a good thing as well. Coach Dale Flat, one last question before we let you go this morning. This being your first year as a high school head football coach, what has the experience been like for you this season personally? How much have you enjoyed it? You know, uh, I, of course, before this, I was uh, I was a principal at an elementary school, and and I've been in administration for about nine years, and and I thought to myself, I, I want to go to what I enjoy doing, and, and of course. They, they called me up and asked me if I would do this, and and uh, it, it's been the best thing ever. I mean, I <laughs> I know I know our season hasn't went like like I wanted it to, or, or like our kids wanted it to, but uh, just being out there, and, and you know, I talked about earlier, you know, about uh, you know being with the team and being in the locker room, and and, and that that stuff is priceless. I mean, you just can't get that anywhere else. And uh, I enjoy that so much, being with our coaching staff. And, of course, a lot of them that's on our coaching staff, I coach back whenever they was in high school. And and uh, it's just a, a great thing to be around those guys. And, and you know, we talked about uh, the relationships that you have, um, you know, with your, your players and, and with your teammates. Uh, you know, it just keep that, – that right there is, is what it's all about. And I – I enjoy that so much, and uh, of course, I'm I'm getting up in age now, and and you know a lot of a lot of guys that that I used to coach with, they've retired now, but I can see myself just keep on going just because of that. Well, that's phenomenal. And Coach Flat, I know you're going to continue to put the hard work in and your team, and I think uh, one of these days you all look back and. See this as kind of a building block to uh, getting Livingston Academy back to some great success. We know that is coming in the very near future. Coach Flat, thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us this morning. Thank you. We'll take a quick look at the Week 11 football schedule when we come back to the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. 
Week 11, of course, the final week of the regular season for high school football in Tennessee. Some of the games in the upper coming region. Thursday night, we'll see Cookville play at Shelbyville. Friday night, as we've talked about, Clay County and Gordonsville. Both teams ranked in the top ten in the 1A classification for the Region 4-1A Championship. It'll be Macon County at Cumberland County, DeKalb County at Stone Memorial, with the winner getting third place in Region 4-4A. Stratford at Jackson County, the winner gets third place in Region 5-3A. Livingston Academy hopes for that first win of the season. It'll be tough at Upperman. It'll be Wartburg at Monterey. Lebanon plays at Warren County. Sequatchie County at White County. York Institute will be at Rockwood and some other games in the area of interest. Giles County at Cannon County for the Region 4-3A Championship. Smith County at East Nashville for the Region 5-3A Championship. Watertown and Trousdale County will play in the Region 4 2A Championship. Big thanks to our studio producer, Will Hearn. Our on-site producer is Franklin McCarthy. A big shout-out to Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville for hosting the program as always. For the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com.